Welcome to the World Beyond the Tale, the Page a Day American Gods podcast. I'm your host, James, and today we're reading page 228. Through the night toward him, he could see the lake spread out before him as the wind blew down from the Arctic, breathed its cold on the land, forcing any remaining liquids to become solid, prying Jack Frost's fingers a hundred times colder than the fingers of any corpse. Shadow's breath came shallowly now, and he was no longer cold. He could hear a wind rising, a bitter screaming around the house, and for a moment he thought he could hear words on the wind. If he was going to be anywhere, he might as well be here, he thought, and then he slept. And that is the page. We've got a incredibly short page here to end Shadow's portion of the chapter. We don't have a coming to America, just a conversation. For now, though, this quarter page of sorts. The page when I was trying to take notes for it, seems a bit out of place. Not necessarily within the context of the rest of the chapter or anything, but more in the context of the rest of the book. It's got this odd sort of supernatural element to it, and I know that's strange to say in a book that does have undeniable supernatural elements, but more like fantasy supernatural than than this kind of more urban, semi-realistic fantasy we've been dealing with. It almost feels like maybe a Pat Rothfuss sort of page, more than a Neil Gaiman one. Of course, at the time this novel was published and when this page would have been written, Name of the Wind was still about five years in the future, so it's not that, but it just doesn't sound the same from a from maybe from a narrator perspective. Just something about it doesn't sound right to me, and I haven't been able to quite put my fingers on it, a single one or multiple. And I know, especially even to call it off, it feels off for like a Neil Gaiman book seems wrong too, because... He had had straightforward straightforward fantasy series, Stardust, Sandman, other similar things with short stories. But just contextually, within the novel, it feels odd. We've had a goddess who eats her worshippers via her vagina, a spider god tell a story about monkeys supposedly eating a tiger's testicles, and a god who is forgettable almost instantly after speaking with him. But the personification of winter on the page here feels different, and it makes me wonder what that means. If I were to make a guess, I would say that Shadow has gone from being able to visualize Laura and Wednesday in their current location to being able to visualize winter itself, or perhaps the spirit of the god of the wind, maybe something like that. It also seems as though Shadow is able to warn himself during this visualization, so perhaps this is like the scene when Shadow is able to make it snow in Chicago. It could be that the final freeze of Lakeside is related to Shadow's arrival and his semi-control over weather in his presence. If this is the case, though, what are the words on the wind that he can hear? And is it spoken in his own voice? If they are, what is he trying to tell himself? I've already noted that the subconscious in this book, that Shadow's subconscious in this book, is trying to tell him something, and I just wonder if this is an occasion where it's almost literally screaming at him, similar to the dream he had of his mother when he was on the train getting beaten by stone and wood. The cold is described as having prying Jack Frost fingers, and in this instance, Jack Frost isn't capitalized, but as a personification of winter, or cold weather more generally, Jack Frost seems to go back only about a couple of centuries, which I thought it was much longer than that. The earliest version I could find was a short story from 1874 entitled The Frost Fairies, where Frost is a kindly king, though it seems that when his stories were folded into the previously discussed Jack Tales, he gained a more mischievous edge. It's also noted on the page that this personification of winter, if it's Jack Frost or whatever it is, has fingers a hundred times colder than the fingers of any corpse, which is a terribly 
awful callback to Laura, but also to how cold Wednesday seemed when he and Shadow last parted ways. As I take another look at the page, it sort of seems like it's the wind maybe that's being personified, which could make it the North Wind, which would be Boreas, who was sort of a precursor to Jack Frost. So I guess if we see an old guy living in Lakeside wearing a conch shell and a billowing cloak, that could be Boreas. Get in touch with the show at theworldbeyondthetale at gmail.com or on Twitter at worldbeyondpod. Thank you to Julian Granganage for the use of his version of St. James Infirmary Blues as the show's theme. And thank you for listening. I'll be back tomorrow with another page, and remember, only the gods are real.